Welcome to Between the Shelves, the premier Sable Library podcast. This is a What Are You Into episode, and this week I am joined by Tori. Hello. And Derek. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming back, you two. So if you haven't heard of What Are You Into episode before, this is where we can just talk about whatever we're into right now. So I know, Tori, you have a full sheet in front of you. You look like you're ready to go. I'm so into things this week. One thing in particular, uh, which Derek has been um, forced against his will to listen to me talk about before, but here we go. Uh, And it is the TV show Big Brother. Big Brother. This is Tori's reality roundup once again. (laughs) Um, So for background, I'm super into the show Survivor. Uh, a CBS reality show. Everyone knows Survivor. Um, and I've always meant to get into the other CBS reality show, Big Brother. But there are multiple shows per week. There's live feeds online. And I always seem really inaccessible. But this season, Derek kindly informed me that one of uh, a big fan favorite uh, Survivor player, Sari Fields, was going to be on it. So I knew I had to watch it. Um, so I've been watching it. The premise of Big Brother, for people who don't know, they put a bunch of people in a nice big house and they're being filmed 24-7. And they have to uh, wheel and deal and swindle each other until they one by one vote each other out. And the last person standing who gets voted by uh, a jury of their peers gets to win a bunch of money. Um, so that is Big Brother. And I am addicted to it. I don't understand how it works. But I watch the live streams 24-7. They're talking about whatever. They're doing dishes. They're washing their hair. I'm watching... I'm into it. I'm rooting for people that I don't know what what their strategies are. But yeah, I can't stop watching Big Brother. That's the thing about Big Brother is because they have those live feeds. You can just watch it constantly. I mean, and this is like the 20-something. 25th season. 25th season of the show. So it's been around for a while. Um, when When Tori and I were talking about it one day and I said, oh, I think someone from Survivor is on it. Um, what's her name? Suri. I was like, Suri? Tori literally did a 180 turn and left my office. Said nothing. She was just out. It was it was really one of my favorite things that Tori has ever done. I had to go gather intel <laughs> exactly. about Suri being on Big Brother. <laughs> and even better than Suri being on Big Brother, this season's big twist, because it's the 25th season they want to celebrate, Suri's son is also on Big Brother. And nobody in the house, well, not nobody, nobody in the house knows that they're related. So... They're working together behind behind the scenes. They're trying to strategize together so they can get to the end together and win all of the money. It's just... Big Brother is the biggest mistake I ever made because as a reality TV fan, having it available to me 24 hours a day is horrible. It's taken over my life. And then how many times a week is it on? It's on three times a week. Three. So it's on Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and Thursday nights. Um, only one hour each, so not as much of an investment as other shows could be. Um, and really, if you watch the live feeds, you already know what's going to happen on all the episodes because it happened already in the past and they're summarizing it. Um, and it's such a different experience if you only watched the live shows versus watching the live feeds. There's so much that you miss. There's relationships you don't know about. There's people on the show that they don't feature as much as you would see them going around interacting with other people on the live feeds. So it's just the way that Survivor is an interesting social experiment of let's put a bunch of people out in the wild and see what they do. Let's put a bunch of people who don't know each other in a house and see what they do. And it's so interesting. And they're this season, they're in the house for 100 days, which is crazy. They're That's just locked in this long. house. They don't know what's going on outside the house. They don't know how their family is. All they have is each other. They all hate each other. 
it's all amazing. Sounds like great oh, yeah. TV. It is. <laughs> so I'm very into Big Brother, unfortunately, Big for Bro- me. Yeah, and I, 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 I personally don't follow Big Brother, but I, I follow a lot of people that follow Big Brother, and so I kind of know what's going on a little bit. So I'll just bring a tidbit back to the office and be like, you know, what's going on with this person? And Tori's like, are you ready for this? I'm like, oh, yeah. Sit down, Derek. Lay it I'm on me. I'm about to learn you. <laughs> and it, it has infiltrated other aspects of my interest because there's Survivor podcasts. I love podcasts. So I'll listen to people talk about what I just saw happen on a live stream. There's Survivor, like a guy who recaps the live feeds every day on YouTube. And he does these dramatic reenactments, like just by himself. And I will watch those, um, even though I did watch the live feeds. I'm on Reddit. I'm in the threads where people are commenting in real time. Like, it's an all-around experience. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. All right, I'll go next. I, I have a couple of movies I want to talk about. Um, I, this actually just occurred to me. I finally saw The Barbenheimer. Oh, you watched uh, I it? I finally got to see it. Uh, they're both great. Uh, I would. Uh, I can't really pick which one I like more. I like them both for very different reasons. I liked Barbie way more than I thought I would. Mm. Um, neither of them are my favorite movie of the year. That's what I want to talk about. Eh, whatever. I'll just talk about it now. Uh, my favorite movie of the year currently is Past Lives. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, me too. Uh, it is so good. It's, um, it's directed by Celine Song. It is, um, it's a South Korean film. Um, here's a, a brief description of, of the plot. Uh, Nora and Sung are two deeply connected childhood friends they're separated when Nora, uh, her family, emigrates to uh, America. And then the movie, that's basically the beginning of the movie. And then they reconnect uh, over FaceTime, I want to say. It, it takes place, this takes place like 12 years ago or something. So whatever the equivalent of FaceTime was then. Skype, I think, is what it is in the movie. Um, so they reconnect online. And then another 12 years go by and they reconnect in person, finally, um, in New York. So it's sort of a romance film, but it's all about the themes of the the movie are about more about like destiny and your choices and kind of like your relationships. And and, um, in South Korea, they have a um, boy, the term is is escaping me right now, but it's a central theme of the film where um, it's sort of about destiny and how the people that you connect with in life you've met in previous lives mm-hmm. and the person you're destined to be with is uh, people you've connected with over thousands of, of past lives and you're basically destined to eventually be together. It's just about which life that's supposed to be in. So destiny is a, a very strong theme in the film. Um, it's shot beautifully. Celine Song, it's one of, if not her first film, it's one of her first films, but it's absolutely beautifully shot. She's not afraid to like hold on scenes and just let it, you just sink into them. It's just gorgeous shot uh, film. And I'm not a big romance film buff, but this is one of the best romance movies I've ever seen. So it has a lot for different audiences. You can kind of get what you want out of it. Um, a lot of different people, I think, will will find something to take away from this movie. Um, it's the A24 film mm-hmm. of the year, so this is going to be, I think, their Oscar push movie. So you'll be hearing a lot more about it in the next couple of months, but um, or depending on when this episode comes out, uh, you'll be hearing about it more as the Oscars start to heat up. So yeah, it's so great acting, great directing. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not too long. 
Um, but it's just a movie that you just sit in. And I found myself just smiling like an idiot to myself, just like looking at these beautiful shots and just these two actors with so much charisma, just, just sucking up all of my attention. And yeah, just, I can't say enough good things about it. And I'm sure I'll be talking about it again when we do our Oscar episode. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, Past Lives by Celine Song. I'm not sure if it'll still be in the theaters. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's an indie film, so it's not going to be around for very long, but it'll be streaming yeah. soon and, uh, highly recommend it. It's my favorite movie of the year and Tori, you know, I see everything. So I, this, I've seen like 50 movies that have come out this year and this is sit currently in my number one. There's a few movies coming out soon that might knock it off the, uh, the top of the, the mountain, but I don't know. This one's really 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 good it gets also, the alex stamp of approval you're a very discerning viewer so for you to give it this much praise i know it, it it's worth checking out definitely definitely worth checking out a24 is such a strong strong studio i mean the things that they're putting out are so incredible and i think for a while when i thought of a24 i thought of things like the witch or midsommar or hereditary but now with everything everywhere all at once and now past lives they're really showing that they do all genres and they do them really well yes yeah they have a very distinct um production style but it it's i don't know they're doing something right over there they know how to pick them um so i think this is going to be their movie that they're putting all their marketing budget behind because it seems like it's their strongest movie this year and I mean, I loved it. So highly recommend Past Lives. Putting it on my to-be-watched, for sure. Adding it right now. Right now. Hold on. Hold the podcast. Hold the... Okay. Hold, okay, got it, got it. Derek, what are you into? So what I'm into right now, this weekend, I just binge-watched the Netflix live-action One Piece. So this was eight episodes of anime fantastical goodness. So this is based on the One Piece anime. I know you all had your anime episode one piece has currently and it's still going uh like 1065 episodes and they managed to condense the first 25 to 30 episodes into eight one hour live action episodes on netflix so um it just so happened that i had watched you know you're like oh the live action is coming out let me try and watch the anime and you know you watch 30 episodes and you know that there's still over a thousand to watch you're like okay well i put not even a dent in this but luckily <laughs> the uh episodes of the anime that i watched covered the arcs that this covered so i felt good like nothing really got spoiled um this was the most fun i've had watching something in a really long time the cast is full i mean it's there's there are five main cast members right now that make up the Straw Hat crew of the Straw Hat Pirates. And these people are so flippin' charming. They are just like oozing charisma and you just love when they're on screen. I realized I was having so much fun. I was sitting in a chair in my living room and I had a cup of tea in my hand and I just had a grin on my face. I looked like I was from that horror movie Smile. I was just like, yes, more, more. And I was just so happy. They're just, you know when they say like they're just chewing up the scenery? They are living in these characters. They're having so much fun. The fight choreo is phenomenal. The costuming is so great because it's loyal to what you see in the anime, but they made it a little more real life. Um, they stick pretty truly to obviously the overall arching theme of our main character, Monkey D. Luffy wanting to be the king of the pirates. Um, and the beautiful thing about Monkey D. Luffy is that everything comes from a place of good. 
So you're not watching an evil pirate. You're watching this young guy that just wants to be great and wants to help people and wants to do it with his friends. And of course, there's always that fun thing of collecting the friends throughout his journey. You know, it's just him at the beginning, then he meets one person, then he meets another person, and he puts the crew together. And this group of people, oh my gosh, you could just tell Netflix invested so much money yeah, in this thing. Yeah, I got that impression. Holy smokes, the ships that they're building, the huge cast, because it's not just like a couple of pirates on a ship. They're going to different islands. They're meeting different groups of pirates. There's a whole Marine Corps that exists. Um, the wig budget must have been insane. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the amount of wigs that are in this thing, the hair dye. Um, but, oh my gosh, it was just so much fun. And I think even if you're not an anime person, there's just something about this story that is just so whimsical and fun. Like you could just lean into it for sure. It's amazing to see how well this movie, this movie, this show is doing online and hearing you talk about it because Netflix has not had uh, the most success with their anime adaptations in the past, like the Death Note movie. Um, I still haven't seen it because I'm afraid. Cowboy Bebop. So, you know, they keep trying and it's good that they finally have a hit. Maybe there's something to um, the universal popularity of One Piece that allowed it to be 1000 episodes. But would you say that um, for somebody who's interested in getting into anime or one piece, that this is a good way to like test it out with this show? I think so because it's, it does take that very, you know, comical thing that an anime can do where people are screaming, but like in the best way possible. So it's seeing it happen live action. You know, you always hear people being like, Oh, well, I don't like that. It's, a cartoon. I don't like it's too kiddish, right? But it's taking that storyline and bringing it to life with actors. I definitely think it is something that you could watch and be like, oh, okay, maybe I am enjoying this and this can lead me into liking more things. Very cool. Yeah. I've always been One Piece curious, but I've always been, I mean, Tori, you know this, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, like I don't watch a lot of TV because I don't like things that don't have ends. And One Piece... Every, anyone who know, who's heard of One Piece or probably knows that it goes on forever. It's famously a, unending. Yes. So that's like something I'm very disinterested in getting involved in because I don't want to just go into something that's that long one. And don't, it's still not even over. It's still going. It's still going, yeah. Um, but maybe a show I, I could get into. So you recommend it? It, it translates well? It definitely translates well. I, and I mean, when I when you think of live action, I mean, uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie always comes to mind, which was just a massacre, you know, when they did that live action. This is so far from that. This is taking such care of the source material. The creator of One Piece was a big part of it. Um, the cast themselves have such a respect for the work and for him that it just plays so well no one is making fun of it in any sense do you know what i mean they're all completely respecting the work and believe in it so much and love their characters so much that it comes through on the screen okay my friend ben ben hey if you're listening uh he he gave it his two thumbs up too as well and he's a big fan of uh, of one piece the show as well so yeah and i'm a person that just dipped my toe in the one piece you know realm so if someone who is a loyal fan of it gives it the two thumbs up that is High praise. Okay. The Ben Seal of Approval. The Ben Seal of Approval. I gotta watch it now. All right, Tori, do you have anything else you want I do. Um, because this is Tori's reality roundup, um, I I was actually suggested to talk about this. I said uh, at work today, I was like, hey, everyone, what have I been into lately? And they said, oh, we know. Um, and it is a show 
uh, another show on CBS called Superfan. And I would not say that this show is good, but it is a lot of fun. The whole premise of the show is there will be a, a musical artist and they'll bring them on and they will pick five of that person's biggest fans. And the artist will curate a wonderful prize package, like signed instruments and come to my concert and have a drink with me, like a really cool package for a fan. And then they compete to be the biggest fan and prove how much they love this artist by doing trivia. They have to lip sync to a song at the end of the episode and then America gets to vote. Um, and But the artists that they get on the show are so like, the levels are crazy. So they had Shania Twain, who I know to have a, a, a rabid fan base, and it was interesting to get to know her. And they had the country group Little Big Town, popular country group. Last week was Pitbull, the rapper. Mr. And Worldwide. Mr. 305 himself. <laughs> and just seeing the level of fandom, one of the Pitbull um, fans on the show, they have to explain at the beginning like why they think they're the biggest fan. And he said, Pitbull, I'm your biggest fan. I run your Wikipedia page. I have two Twitter accounts dedicated to you. And he didn't win the episode, but uh, just seeing the the lengths to which people take their fandom and then watching them be celebrated and then have fun on the show, it's a lot of fun, even if I don't care for the artist. And sometimes I come out of it like, well, I guess I really do like Gloria Estefan. I mean, the rhythm got you. The rhythm, that one of the best things from the Gloria Estefan episode a few weeks ago was I learned through the the trivia portion of the uh, the episode, um, the song "Rhythm Is Gonna Get You" was originally called and written to be "The Boogeyman's Gonna Get You," and that's why the lyrics are you know "The Boogeyman's Gonna Get You Tonight." So scary, right? And she had a young child, and she said my kid's going to be scared of this. Can we change this? So they changed it to the rhythm is going to get you and it became a hit. So, you know, it's educational. It's a celebration of fandom, which is something that I love. Uh, and it's just a weird show because why are people super fans of these specific people? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to watch them duke it out. And the, the lip syncs are always uncomfortable to watch in a fun way. <laughs> I feel like right. that. And they have, you have to do it in front of the artist that The artist you is there. They always have like a weird prop, like a feather boa or like a fedora. No. Uh, sort of to try to emulate the, like the style of the artist in the music video. I can't stop thinking of how horrifying this must be for the artists. Agreed. But they yeah. always seem so genuinely touched by it. Especially, apparently Shania Twain is known for like interacting really intimately with her fans. And she's like, some of my fans, I just know them personally. Um, it do impress her much. It <laughs> they've got the look and the touch, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I'll continue. Derek, Derek, yeah, yeah. I, I'll just really quickly talk about two musical things that I've been into recently. So the algorithm, you know, the interwebs algorithm, it always gets you, much like the rhythm. The rhythm's gonna. <laughs> so this indie artist showed up on my Instagram uh, feed. Uh, their name is Rosemary Joe Quinn. Um, it's spelled Rosemary, like Jacqueline, but on their Instagram it says it's Joe Quinn. They are a queer indie artist, uh, and this song "It Was Me" is so delightful. It's about when you're first dating someone, and no one's supposed to know, and you're sneaking around and you're running around, but then someone spills the beans, right? So who told everyone in the group chat? Well, actually, it was me. And the whole song is her saying, 
um, I'm having a lot of fun and I think this is really great, but I think it would be even more fun if like people knew and we can hold hands in public and then we wouldn't have to sneak around anymore and it would be a great time. And it's just about her explaining to this other person that it was me. I was the one that told everyone that we're together. So it's such a bop. When we all go out, kiss me like when we're alone. Keep it subtle but we won't. Everybody knows Got me feeling too good Who spilled in the group chat? Oh, I'm the FG Who had to go and tell everybody? It was me Whoopsie You're not mad uh, The other thing that I'm into is Tori and I have had a little um, dialogue about this artist Is an artist called Queen Herbie so Queen Herbie used to be known as Carmen. So Carmen was a group that Queen Herbie had in the early 2000s with her husband, uh, Nick, and they are still working together under this moniker Queen Herbie. Uh, but she now has this like guru empire sort of going. So the reason that I found her again was because she does aura cleanses on Instagram, which is like so my thing, right? I'm like, my husband walks in the room and I'm taking these deep breaths and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, a Queen Herbie aura cleanse, obviously. Get out. Get I'm cleansing out. my aura. Thank you. You're 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 mucking my aura up again. I need you to leave and I need to watch this 60 second video again. <laughs> so she also has a podcast, uh, the House of Herbie podcast, and she just released another EP called Housewife. What I love so much about what she does is that she does rapping, but she mixes it with this guru lifestyle. So it's all about like, you know, I'm, I'm living in myself. I'm being true to me. I'm meditating, you know, and it just is like this bizarre Venn diagram of like things Derek loves, which is like really strong female pop artists and like holistic spirituality <laughs> and it just hits both so perfectly she's really me. targeting you directly it's i mean she comes through my phone through instagram and my aura is cleansed she is the algorithm she is the algorithm when she sprays her aura cleansing spray at the camera i feel it on my skin <laughs> his arm is wet it's like natasha Bedingfield unwritten it's like you know, releasing my inhibitions. It's feeling the rain on my skin. She's bringing it to life for me. <laughs> the one thing I'm taking away from this episode and the K-pop episode that we've all done together is you two were bo both born in the right time. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without the internet? I can't imagine. And I'm a thousand years old. <laughs> Excuse me, you know the most popular movie in the world right now that's getting the best reviews. Yes, I guess so. But You're it's an not. Fan. It's the slowest movie probably of the year too. Like if Barbie or Oppenheimer are your favorite movies, uh, I don't know if you'll like this one necessarily. But together we have all media covered. We yes. can bring you everything good in the media: movies, TV, music. We got you covered. All right. Is that is that it? Do we have anything that's, else? I think that's what is we're that into. Is that what we're into right now? That's what we're into. All right, great. Uh, Derek, do you want to plug your, your podcast? I would love to. Uh, if you can all give me a listen or a follow on A Bite of Podcast, my husband and I talk about all great things like movies, TV, and books. Auras. Uh, what's that? Auras. Auras. Well, he doesn't really do the auras. That's just me. That's just my little slice While of it. While they're recording in his head, he's cleansing his aura. When we first started doing the podcast, I would make sure we um, lit a candle. So, you know, I'm just that guy. I'm just that guy. <laughs> so you can check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. We've also started recording um, our recordings of us recording the podcast on YouTube at Abide Of. So check us out. Awesome. 
All right. Thank you both again for uh, for joining me. And um, I'll make sure to add all the things we talked about in the show notes. So you can go check those out as well. Awesome. All right. Thank, thank you. you. For Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.